Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight live on the Podbean app. Just a little bit later than normal tonight as uh, we have some very interesting and some very special guests that are going to be joining us in a half hour or so. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, Stephen, how are you? I'm good. Uh, it was a little bit of a rainy morning. We had some rain here in Vegas, which is something we don't get too often here. So rain, anytime, rain, what's, what's rain? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't know much about that out here on the desert uh, southwest area, which is unfortunate. But uh, we did get a little bit of that, and uh, so it's been a nice little reprieve from the blaze and heat, though. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been good watching a little bit of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, of course, Vegas not in it, but Montreal and Tampa Bay are, and it's uh, been a Good, good game so far. Yeah, I hear you. Um, well, tonight we got fun stuff to talk about. We're going to spend the first half of the show talking a little bit about ACHA hockey and things going on. There was a big uh, ceremony that I was at Sunday, a surprise ceremony. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, then we're going to bring on a couple of uh, up and rising girls hockey stars, uh, young ladies, I should say, from the Arizona Kachinas that got a, uh, a very well-deserved honor and a uh, invitation to uh, play in the National um, USA Women's Development Camp this summer. So we'll talk to them and uh, their head coach, um, Brendan Shaw, after uh, about the midway point of the show, something like that, around 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time, if you're listening uh, in the Mountain Time Zone. So we got good stuff to talk about. Um other things going on, uh, schedules keep uh, keep trying to be worked through. I know uh, I did get a confirmation, as we did last week, from the Utah general manager, A.J. Bolden, that Utah and uh, Arizona will, will play on the 1st of October in Utah. And, of course, we know Illinois is coming to play the uh, – the uh, Rebels in uh, Vegas that weekend. So you're going to be busy on one spot. I'll be busy somewhere else, and, and we'll bring all the hockey action to you, especially the ACHA hockey action. Uh, also want to let you know that June 30th is the end of our fiscal year, so big changes starting uh, tomorrow, um, July 1st. You'll have to go to the website and see some changes there. And 
Uh, do you want to also mention that the, the store is up now so you can get all of our logoed items if you'd like? Uh, all kinds of fun things happen. And so and, and this is, if I've been this, doing all that, what are you doing? Well, I was going to say, <laughs> you're so good at keeping secrets that I don't even know what changes are going to happen on July 1st. So this is exciting. I'm going to find out, I guess, what everybody else finds out. So that's exciting. And you mentioned the, uh, the, uh, the 1st of October. Uh, the day before that in Utah, the Golden Knights are going to play in the re- – um, renamed and revamped uh, Frozen Fury, which was a staple here in Vegas for years with the Kings, but now they're going to change the uh, name of the event that they, the preseason game that they do up there, the Kings do uh, in Utah, and they're going to play the Golden Knights in a uh, preseason game. I think the night before, so maybe if you're going to be in Utah that weekend, uh, you might check that plan, out. That's the plan, my friend. And then that's you the check plan. out. I'll be stuck here in <laughs> Vegas with the Rebels more than likely. Uh, be, you know, as I've been with close with that team for years, and then hopefully we'll be there for their opening game on October first. And it's almost and tomorrow's July first. So let's see, August, September, October. That's three months. Three months we'll have games. It's exciting. Yeah, you can't wait. Neither can I. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, as we have expanded ACHA coverage now with uh, the teams uh, that we've added in the WCHL. I also have the women's, the WWCHL. We'll have them covered as well for you. And uh, our AHL coverage, our NHL coverage, and, of course, our four NCAA teams. So all kinds of stuff going on, all kinds of stories going on here and there. Um, Probably nothing more exciting and rewarding if you can have your jersey number retired uh, wherever you play hockey at or whatever you do in in athletics. Uh, That's immortality, I guess I would say, right? Because – uh, you're, you become a superhero at that point. And I witnessed that announcement on, uh, on Sunday at uh, AZ Ice Peoria. The, uh, the head coach of the University of Arizona, Chad Berman, was running his uh, annual camp up there for the weekend. And he gave me a heads up about a week earlier. He said, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make the announcement that Jeremy Goltz's number is going to be retired. Um, I'd like you to come out here for it, but please keep it a secret. So I kept it a secret. Uh, a lot of other people showed up and kept it a secret. And uh, Jeremy showed up and had no idea. I mean, five minutes before the ceremony, he still had no idea that they were going to retire his number. So it was a complete shock. Um, it's, uh, I had a chance to visit with him for a few minutes. We're going to have him on the show a little closer to the actual retirement uh, jersey day, which is December 4th in Tucson. So that we have to look forward to, but I sat down with him for about, I don't know, five, six minutes, and we just uh, basically got his feelings uh, out there uh, from a tremendous honor. So the second jersey to be retired in the uh, University of Arizona hockey program, the first, number 16, belonged to Kelly Walker, who's their all-time leading goal scorer. So um, good stuff. We're looking forward to, uh, to, to being a part of that down the road, and we hope that all of you will uh, – Get to the website at icetimehockeysw.com. Take a look at it and uh, get to our YouTube channel. Get to all of our social media. And like I said, if you're interested in getting some logo gear, there's, uh, I think, four or five different logos I put up there on the store. So you can get it in a sweatshirt, a T-shirt, a cap, whatever it may be. So that's what I did this weekend, Stephen. What did you do? Well, we should mention this, too, is that a new Twitter account was just created for our ACHA uh, coverage. Uh, at uh, what is it? At ACHA no ACHA underscore ITHSW. People can follow that account and we'll have more content centered for the ACHA stuff that we do on that Twitter account. So people can check that out. 
Yeah, that's what you did. You you found that out, and uh, you know yeah. we I put that story up right away, and and we got some followers just right off the bat, a lot of views on it. So, a lot of people um, for for you, and you were the only media as, only media there too. Yeah, yeah, media only, there, yeah, only media there. And uh, it, it, for you, probably being in Vegas, you don't know Jeremy Goltz's story, but he started the mission program um, in Arizona and has just done a fantastic job producing great talent on both the boys and girls side and uh, sending um, talented players on to play hockey, not only to the university of Arizona, but all over Jeremy also had a little stint uh, with ASU, which is really hard uh, for him to talk about with his uh, rivalry with U of A, but he was uh, a big influence in getting Greg powers going in the coaching um, circles. And now you know where uh, Arizona state hockey is at. So all of that's good stuff. I mean, it's uh, it, it's something that we've been talking about for a long time is the growth. And when we get to our uh, Arizona Kachinas, we'll be talking about the growth of that too. Because, Stephen, uh, let me tell you about the Arizona Kachinas briefly, and then I'm going to let Brandon, uh, Brendan and the girls do that too. But this program um, started very, very small, and it's just exploded to the point uh, you know they have their own uh, rink now over in Mesa. Um, specifically designated as the Arizona Kachinas rink. So kudos to everybody that got that going, including Lindsey Fry and, of course, the Arizona Coyotes for their development. But that Kachina logo is so popular, it's unbelievable. So when, uh, when people see that Kachina logo, it now is very identifiable, not only with the uh, previous and current uh, third jerseys of the uh, Arizona Coyotes, but people look at it now and they know Arizona Kachinas and, that's starting to get them notice the talent uh, that's being developed and the skills that are being developed are now pushing them uh, towards national uh, recognition, which is what we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, anything new on the horizon for you that you've seen across the ACHA board that we need to talk about first? Well, this came across uh, uh, yesterday on the ACHA website was the announcement of who they're going to induct into the ACHA hall of fame and uh, a lot of these players. Um, well, let's. I'll just go through it here. The first one was Anthony uh, Fayok. Um, he's a player. He played at University of Rhode Island back in the, the 2006 era. He won the Most Valuable Player of that year, 2006. Um, so he he had tw- 121 games played. He had uh, 98 career wins, six six thousand six hundred sixty five minutes played, and 23 career sh- shutouts. So pretty impressive there. Um, so obviously he was a goaltender, it sounds like. Then you have uh, Carrie uh, Jickling, uh, who was uh, a, a player as well, and and she played at Liberty University and was the, one of the fo- foundational cornerstones that turned Flames women's hockey into the great program it has become today. Uh, scored 137 goals, 104 assists, over 157 games in her five years at Liberty. Uh, 241 total points at Liberty. Makes her the uh, all-time points leader in LAU women's hockey records. And uh, she led the Flames to the 2014-2015 uh, ACHA Women's Division One National Championship and was named the ACHA All-American First Team in both the 2014-15 and 15-16 seasons. And so that was cool. And then another one here, um, this is Joshua Mandel, who played a 1999-2003 uh, ni- to 2003 Penn State University, won the uh, NC- ACHA Men's National Championship each of his four seasons in-state college, so that's pretty cool. Um, the uh, was also the name the uh, all 
American first team and ACHA national tournament team during that time. So pretty cool there. And then the late Sam Kelly as well uh, announced as well. He was the general manager and head coach of Indiana University of Pennsylvania from 1988 through 2006, so quite a while. He led them. Uh, he he developed teams into national contenders at both the Division Two and Division Three levels. And uh, so that was uh, so he's had a big impact there at that level. And because he passed away in March of 2020, so they'll uh, so they'll honor him as well. And that's going to take place. Uh, let's see. Well, it's going to be details are going to be finalized by that. But the 2020 and the 2021 ACHA Hall of Fame induction ceremonies were postponed, and uh, so they're going to look at spring 2022 to honor these people. So we'll have more information on that. Yeah. Imagine that something postponed over the last 16 (laughs) months, right? Yeah. That that didn't happen much. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh goodness. Well, that's good to hear. That really is good to hear. Um, For those that don't know, our coverage on Wednesday night is uh, typically directed towards ACHA. So we talk a lot about the WCHL, which will have all the teams in there. And we, we think, and I know you feel the same way is that this might be the very best conference in the league by the time everything's said and done. Um, but let's not forget about the WWCHL because uh, Grand Canyon, Arizona State, Utah, they're all building really strong programs out here in the West. And it is fun to see uh, all the young ladies getting opportunities to play and get better. And I tell this story every time I'm on because uh, when we talk about uh, – what happened at Arizona state and even grand Canyon. But um, when I met Lindsay uh, Ellis for the first time and, and I said, you know, how are you going to do this? Um, she said, well, it's going to be hard work, but, but I'm ready. Uh, Coach powers laid a, a, a groundwork for me as to uh, how to do it. And I remember her going through the first year or two with not even enough girls to uh, basically feel the team. And she had two lines, sometimes two and a half, but she couldn't put her best players on the power play. She couldn't put her best uh, players on penalty kill because she didn't have the numbers. Well, now she's, uh, she's turned it into a nationally recognized program where people are coming from all over the U S and Canada to play hockey at Arizona state university. And now that same thing is bled over to grand Canyon. They now have a rivalry. Uh, it's bled over as well to, uh, to uh, Utah. They picked up a lot of it. So all kinds of stuff going on and, and we're thrilled to talk about it because that's really the grassroots level. I mean, how many times do we talk about um, this being a, a pay for play sport and uh, nobody knows that better than, than those in the ACHA. Yeah. And it's, it really is in, impressive to see the growth of the, the women's side of, of hockey and, and at this level, especially and. And as you mentioned, those teams, their their programs are growing, and and now you're you're going from where they were in in the case of barely being able to even field a, a full roster to now having enough players to to have a roster and maybe even have some some competition there for spots and things. So that that is really great. And of course, our guest tonight um, on the show, it's just another example of how how the women's uh, side of things it's it's really uh it, it's really impressive i mean the men's side has really grown to be it be expensive but but uh, to see the women get the the attention that they are getting and the momentum in the positive direction is is really great to see um because yeah the acha as you mentioned it's a it's a it's a pay to play right because you, you you're paying to play at this level you're not there's not scholarships available because uh, it's a club club thing so um but it's it's that's what's impressive that you actually have people enough of these women that are wanting to to play and they they see 
the value in playing hockey and, and that there's opportunities for, for them to play, um, which, which is great to see. And as, as we see women's sports and women in sports uh, continue to develop uh, in a, in a more rapid, positive direction. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And the, the fact that, that uh, universities uh, here in the West are starting to put um, an emphasis on uh, women's programs as well means less travel. I mean, the first year that, that uh, ASU had a program, I know they traveled back and forth um, a lot of miles to get to the central part of the United States, to get to the eastern part of the United States, to get to the, the Midwest. Um, so now these rivalries starting to build, I mean, uh, we cross our fingers and hope that more come along. Um, hint, hint, UNLV. <laughs> I think it would be great to have a UNLV program as well. Uh, it, it takes some time to build, but it all starts at the grassroots. And and you see it up there, Stephen, all the time. There are so many kids and so many young girls playing hockey in Las Vegas. Uh, it's incredible. And like I said, down here in Arizona, I mean, it has become the dominant sport. Um, year after year, there's more uh, girls playing, I think, per capita in Arizona than almost anywhere in the country. So we're excited for that. Um, I do also want to talk a little bit about um, some of the things that are going on as far as the WCHL because uh, the Western Collegiate Hockey League has added teams. As we know, they added the teams last year prior to the pandemic. We didn't get to see them. It was really bothersome that we couldn't watch them on the ice, but Boy, this year, Stephen, the rosters, the schedules, the uh, you name it. It's just going to be really, really exciting. Yeah, every every weekend is going to be uh, good matchups in, in this league. And a lot of great teams, as you said, that are going to be really following closely now. And, and we're going to see these these teams in action instead of just talking about, you know, playing the games the last year or so we're actually going to we're going to see that and uh it, that's just what's what's really great and like i said tomorrow's july 1st and soon enough it's going to be you know august and then we're going to start to see kind of the wheels turning on teams getting ready to play you know they're going to you know he's going to do their golf tournament in august utah's doing one in august so we're going to see that soon and then in september they'll start they'll start training and then october season starts and maybe for some teams it starts earlier than that we don't know all the schedules yet sometimes the seasons do start in september sometimes i don't know if that's if the october is like the hard fast when they're starting or sometimes well early. So we might, i, I we might even see some, games before before october so we'll yeah i think some of the teams steven will, will play a game or two uh the weekend last weekend of september but they'll definitely be on the ice and, and working out starting as soon as school starts so uh it'll be fun to see there's a lot of uh competition not only amongst the teams, but amongst the players to make the various teams. I know uh, just a couple of years ago, Arizona State had a huge turnout, like over 120 kids competing to get on their uh, their uh, Division One and Division Two, and even I think Division Three coming up now, if that's still in the works. So uh, it's going to be uh, a really uh, exciting time. Um, I, I think we were all worried. Uh, during the pandemic, that ACHA hockey, the one that's pay for play, might really be hurt by the fact that uh, they didn't have a season. But um, I use one word. You know what it is, right? Relevancy, right? Stay relevant, no matter what you have to do. And uh, kudos to all those teams because they kept their fan bases engaged with with Twitter um, posts, uh, with Facebook posts, by just talking about all the different things that were available and. When you're when you're at that level, 
that's what you have to do to uh, to keep people engaged and and let them know that when when things get better like they tended they're tending to right now it's time to get back on the ice and, and support your programs right and and you look at you look at UNLV you look at Arizona kind of staying out there in the news and and what things that they've been doing and and that's important all that's important even when UNLV couldn't play games this past season they were still putting stuff out on social media on occasion and they had little little scrimmage type things you know that they were able to do ASU did one in the fall as well and uh you know University of Arizona still put stuff out there so it, that's important and the league as a whole was still able to get through the the season I think that was kind of the biggest thing was you know how how would the ACHA navigate this this season a lot of teams couldn't play so you know unfortunately for them but the ones that did get to play did have that opportunity and we had a national tournament. It was a little bit different than it normally would be, but but not really though. It was still about sixteen teams. Uh, and normally you'd have about twenty, so it was a little bit less than normal. But the way it was formatted was pretty much about the same as it normally would be. But so they were a little bit later than normally would be too. But you know, it was it was great to be able to have that, and and I think that was great for the ACHA to still be able to to move forward instead of just deciding. Well, majority of our teams can't play, so we don't want to, you know, we don't want to not have a season, and so, um, you know, they were still able to kind of navigate that, and and that was good because a whole loss ACHA season at all would have been um, would have been detrimental, I think. Um, so at least the league as a whole can kind of stay to relevant, and the teams that couldn't play are now going to be itching to get back in there and, and play, and and it should be real com- competitive because you're gonna have a lot of really good talent coming in that didn't get to come in last year. That's not going to roll over this year. And it's going to be a little bit of a backlog, I think. So um, all those things will kind of lead to, to a really good uh, ACHA season this year. And certainly the teams that we follow real closely now with these WCHL teams, um, since most of them didn't get to play other than a couple of the teams. So that's <laughs> going to be really cool to, to see them all be out on the ice. And I think that's going to be kind of nice in a way that, you know, everybody will, other than a couple of the teams in this in the league didn't get to play a season at all really so everybody in this league's kind of going to be on the same boat as not having played for a whole season so that that's going to be nice there so um it, it will be I, I think there's going to be a lot of um gratitude gratefulness and to be able to to be back playing hockey and then then the competition's going to kick back in and 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 the drive to to make that tournament will begin and especially now that um the conference tournament or not a conference tournament, a conference championship will be on the line. And for these teams that haven't been used to that, like UNLV, uh, Utah, um, they're not going to be part of that mix to, to compete for that. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon as well. <laughs> that's right. Can't forget about them. And, and, right. and we keep talking. They're, we, I, they might be the sleeper team. I mean, we've, we've talked Everybody about, tells me that. Every and, coach out there that I've yeah. talked to, Stephen, says they might be the sleeper time, so look out, or sleeper team. So look out for, uh, for Grand Canyon. Um, yeah. Okay, so... So we know what's going on on that end of it. We know when it's all getting ready to fire up right now. We're starting to post schedules uh, on our website so people can have it. We will have a composite schedule as well, which basically means all of our WCHL teams uh, and our WWCHL teams will have a composite schedule. So if you happen to be in an area, uh, if you're a Kachina and uh, you're playing somewhere in Utah, and you see that the uh, Arizona State and Utah are playing uh, in the WCHL, WWCHL, you might want to go over and take a look at some of those games and game action. So there's a lot of things going on that uh, that we're looking forward to. Bigger and better, as I said, 
Uh, July 1st is the start of our new fiscal year. So we've got some big plans coming up to what we want to do for this upcoming season, uh, enhancing the podcast, doing some more features, uh, just a few of the things that we're looking at. So and, we're and excited for it. We hope you are as well. And that's, I think, what's going to be uh, neat now is, is we're going to have uh, a season in. These te- teams are going to be playing. The, the you know social distancing has kind of been lax. We can get more in personal with stuff instead of having to do a lot of stuff virtually, at least certainly at the professional level. And I think that's what's going to be nice with this next year going forward as you, as you look ahead to this, this next f- fiscal year as, as it turns the page tomorrow. Uh, being able to get get those features and getting up talking to these players, getting to know them too, especially at the ACHA level. These, these are some great kids and they, they have a great backgrounds. I mean, I, I you know, and the, what they're studying in school, what their goals are. I got a kind of got a little taste of that with, with the senior send off for UNLV got, I mean, I knew a lot of them, you know, but you can't kind of hearing about their, their past time at UNLV and what they were kind of looking forward to. Some were more, more sure of what they were doing than others, which is okay. That's a, that's a nature of the beast at, uh, at a college level student. Um, you know, uncertainty or certainty in some cases. So, um, but getting to know players that are currently playing and what 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 they're going through as college kids as well, because they're they're student athletes as well, and and uh, and and what 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 they bring to the table as regards to other things. So that's going to be be nice too. And and I want to mention this too. If, if people go to some of these things that we're going to have, because we're going to be doing, we're going to be a lot that we're going to be covering. And Scott and I can't be everywhere, so. People go to want something that maybe maybe Scott or I are not at, and maybe want to mention us in social media posts and share what's going on at those things. And you know, our new Twitter account for the ACHA, as we mentioned, at ACHA underscore ITHSW, tweet at us or Instagram us, and keep us uh, in the the loop as you people go to these different ACHA teams and check them out that maybe we're not at that particular weekend, and uh, so we can get that out to our followers and and get these people uh, more coverage. Uh, if, if we're not there in person, we'll have other eyes there to, to help us out. Yeah, you absolutely put that right uh, as well well said as you could do it because we uh, we definitely can't be everywhere, and we like to hear the stories, the behind-the-scenes stuff. I, you know, I have a couple of them right now that I'm getting ready to work on. Uh, NHL referee Wes McCauley's son is, uh, is playing hockey for the University of Arizona this year, and uh, Jamie Langenbrunner's son, a former NHLer, a former Minnesotan. Can I throw that in there? Yeah, a former Minnesotan. Um, who's <laughs> you always got to throw that is, Minnesota in there. <laughs> is is playing at Utah. So all kinds of uh, good stuff going on. Um, I do want to also mention before we get to our guests that the Arizona Kachinas deserve a lot of credit because uh, during the pandemic, they were able to fight through and, and safely play an awful lot of games and travel. And uh, I know teams from California came over here to use Arizona ice to get a chance to, to practice and play. But the Kachinas just did a wonderful job of being able to travel and uh, play games and stay competitive and not really lose a whole lot of their season. I know uh, uh, it was important to them to keep their development. They're going to have a AAA program coming up this year. And uh, Brendan, uh, Shaw will get into that with us when we get Brendan on. I know the girls are practicing tonight, so that's why they wanted to go at 7.30 or maybe a little bit after. So we'll give them some time to get hooked up with us and uh, and everything. But in the meantime, um, we're always looking for people to jump on board. Uh, there's sponsorship opportunities at every level, whether it be ACHA on up. Uh, our website has plenty of space. Our podcasts have plenty of space. And 
We're looking forward to uh, bigger and better things, as I said, as things get rolling along in 2021-2022. A um, couple of things that, that, that hockey people might want to know uh, anyway, even if you're not ACHA, but um, there's something big coming up in Vegas in 2022. What's it going to be, Stephen? Uh, the NFL Pro Bowl? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, it's the uh, that's coming too. And actually, the WNBA All Star Game is going to be here. That's the women's professional basketball. They're going to be here in July again. And then okay, talk uh, about stuff on the ice for us, please. <laughs> then the, I'm going to say the best for last year. Then the NFL Pro Bowl is going to be in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. So that's exciting. But what we're most excited about, of course, is the NHL All-Star Game, as you mentioned. Yes, that's going to be in Las Vegas. Uh, the whole All-Star Weekend is going to be here in Las Vegas in, in February of, or Jan- late January, whenever the, they're going to do it. Uh, in in Dece- uh, 2022, uh, the All-Star festivities will be in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So that ought so to what, be real. Yeah, what you're really saying is the All-Star Game for this upcoming season is going to be there. It'll be 2022, but it'll be a part of the – 2021-22 season so exciting news great stuff for vegas if you haven't been there you haven't been to t-mobile i uh, haven't seen the atmosphere outside of t-mobile haven't been to henderson at one of the rinks there or at city national or the new one coming up which won't be open then but it'll be darn close i bet uh in henderson that game rink for the uh the henderson silver Knights. so lots yep. of great stuff it's yeah, it's coming. It's coming really fast. If if you go over there now, and I haven't been over there in a while, you were there like more recently than I've been. It's it's really it's coming along well. They just had an <laughs> announcement there for something unrelated to hockey. It's college basketball. They're going to have a, a a basketball tournament, another one that's going to be here in Vegas, and they're going to be the first ticketed event at the Dollar Loan Center. But that's in March of 2022, so that gives you some idea of when when the yeah. uh, arena is going to be, be done. Ready. So it will be it will be done soon. As they'll ho- they'll host that uh, conference for basketball for the next few years, and then Henderson Silver Knights will play the following season, and then they're going to have even an indoor football league uh, team play there before that. So they're already they're already getting stuff set up for that new rink or Not arena. Not surprised there. a bit. Not, Not surprised, surprised a bit. A bit. Not wasting any time. And of course, <laughs> we're most excited, of course, about the Henderson Silver Knights uh, being able to play there in their. Uh, it's going to be their primary arena. And, uh, of course, they'll play at the Orleans this upcoming season one more year, and then they'll move over there in the fall of 2022. So that's uh, that's another okay. thing to look forward to as well. So a lot, lot going a, on. That's the Vegas so, news for you. Let's take a quick yeah. break. Uh, hear from a couple of our partners and come back and introduce our special guest tonight from the Arizona Casinas in about four minutes. Looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University could be for you. Playing in the brand-new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000 square foot arena home and give any player a varsity level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com.
I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from that uh, beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. And, uh, Stephen, we teased it for like a half hour because this is so exciting, so much great news on the Arizona Kachinas front. Um, so without further ado, let's bring on our special guests. We've got two of them. Uh, we also have the head coach. We've got uh, Brendan Shaw with us. So, Hey, guys. Um, before we jump in, Brendan, I'm going to let you announce the announcement that you guys put out on social media not long ago about our two guests and give them the welcome that they deserve. Absolutely. Can you hear me? Absolutely, Brendan. You're coming through loud and clear. Perfect. Sorry, I was just I just got off the ice. But yes, as I told you the other day, we had our first two Kachinas make it to the National Development Camp. Davey McKelkey, who's a 2005, and Maddie Kristoff, who's a 2006, were selected at the uh, regional camp in Dallas to attend the USA Hockey Women's National Camp. Uh, I don't even, I didn't pay attention where it's at, but uh, it's oh, coming up this summer. Come on now, stop it, stop it. You know where it's at, St. Yes, Minnesota. yes. The, no, the, the just... team that, that your UMass guys beat up on. But come on, you know oh, where, don't tell me that I don't even know like where it. it's at. Oh. oh, it's it's in that state. It's in that state of hockey that we don't even want to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so the girls are on, and I'm super excited for them, and then, like I said, it's it's a big feather in the cap to them, but also the program. So uh, I wanted to talk to you about it, and I would I wanted to have them on. So uh, they're here now. Okay, let's start with Davey. So Davey, you got Scott and Stephen with you. Congratulations, first of all. What a great honor that is to be from the state of Arizona and be one of the first to uh, to advance. But I want you to tell us what went through your head when uh, they made that announcement and said you were uh, invited to that camp. Hi, thank you. Um, yeah, so I was really excited when I first found out, and um, it was—it's 
going to be a really great opportunity and to get my name out there, and I'm really excited. Okay, let me follow it up with this. Tell us about the Arizona Kachinas from your view. Um, you saw what it's been like, how it's developed, how fast and how quickly. you got a nice new building now that you, can, you guys can call your own. Um, what's it been like being a Kachina? Yeah, it's super great. I um, It's really fun to have a girls team because I've played on a boys team for as long as I can remember now. And it's just a whole different experience to be able to be surrounded by a bunch of elite uh, level girls who, play, who enjoy um, playing hockey as much as you do. And it's been a really great experience so far. I've been on that team for about a year now. Um, and I'm really excited to see how we do in this next season. Hey, Scott. Yeah. I didn't tell you this, but Davey commutes from Flagstaff. Oh, my God. Talk about dedication. That is uh, – that's fantastic. Okay, we'll get back to you in just a minute, Davey. I want to get Maddie on here. So, Maddie Kristoff, welcome to the show. Congratulations to you as well. That is a, uh, a big, big honor. And uh, if you haven't been to St. Cloud, Minnesota, and you get up there, you're going to be impressed by the hockey in the state of Minnesota. Trust me, I'm a, a native of Minnesota. It's a great place to go. So tell us your thoughts. What was it like when, when the, the coaches told you that you were nominated to uh, or invited to go to the national camp? Um, yeah, thank you. Um, to be honest, I was actually like in denial for quite a while. I got an email <laughs> and I, I wasn't sure. Uh, I actually asked Davey because I knew she was in, she would get invited. Um, and I was in denial and I was asking her, you know, did I make the camp? And I was really confused. Um, and she was like, yeah, dude, you made it. So then I was like waiting for like a, an email saying, oh, wrong person, you know, but you know, it never <laughs> came. So, um, yeah, I was really surprised, honestly. Um, playing for the short amount of time I have been uh, for this is my fourth season. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy, honestly. Okay, so with the Kachinas, we all know uh, Lindsay Fry's story. Uh, Lindsay and I go way back. She was my, probably the first interview when I started uh, this company back uh, six, seven years ago now. Um, tell us how important Lindsay's efforts and what Lindsay has done in the past was to uh, – to getting you guys all involved and having the success now with the Kachinas? Um, yeah, so I've been with the Kachinas for the three years it's been around, so I'm grateful to uh, have been able to have this opportunity and grow. Um, and I think it's amazing how she started this thing in Arizona. And I also go out um, with these small fries that she runs as well, and they're like little girls who skate. And it's, I think it's crazy to see how many little girls are out there and just how excited they are to be on the ice. And I think it's amazing what she's doing for us in Arizona and girls in general. I think it's amazing. Okay, so Davey, back to you. And then I promise we're going to let Steven jump in and, and grow your coach a little bit here. But um, tell me a little bit about uh, the Kachina's logo because that's really important to your identity. Um, and people see it all over the place. I, I think they first saw it a lot of people years ago and the Coyotes had it. Um, when they first came here and they liked it, then it went away. But that's your identity. And tell us some, some if you have some stories uh, about that Kachina logo and what people have said to you about it. Um, yeah, I think it's super cool that we're able to um, be uh, have the help that we have from the Coyotes and to wear. Um, and on I think on Tuesday nights, they actually wear um, our logo on their jerseys, which is really cool. Um, and it's an honor to have all the help that we have from them. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, it's just, it's really great that we have all the support that we have from them. 
Um, okay, hang, hang on a minute. Steven, jump in with something for Brendan because he's got a lot to talk about, about the success of this. So I'll let you, uh, you fire away at Brendan a minute, and then we'll come back to the girls here in just a second. Yeah, so Brendan, let me ask you this then. Um, when something like this is um, happens for your for these girls and something for the Kachinas here, I mean, what does it do for like the the future growth of this program? I mean, where does this where does this do for the how how fast and how much this this program in this in that in this area can can go? Well, well, what it does is it creates a roadmap for success because ultimately now that these two young ladies have done this, this puts them on the map to becoming a division one athlete. Like this is now, once you get into this jet stream, this stratosphere of athletes, you're there. And, and ultimately our goal is to get these players to that division one level. So ultimately the future girls in Arizona can see that to understand what's what's the opportunity. And, and that's been the biggest thing, the, the, the work of a, a Lindsey Fry or a Matt Shot and what they've done to create this opportunity to not only have an elite program, but now these girls don't have to leave home, which is what Lindsey Fry did or Aaron Wente or Katie McGovern. There, there's a list of girls who have made it from Arizona but had to leave home when they turned 14. We now have created this opportunity that they can play high-level hockey and not have to leave home before the end of high school. And, and that's really the thing. It's only going to flood the pipeline more to realize you're not just here to, to mess around, but I want to be the next one, the next college player, the next NWHL draft pick, the next future of this great sport in our state and around North America. Okay, so Brendan, I want to piggyback on that a little bit because um, it, the program is something that you guys do uh, with with pure joy and love for the game of hockey. I mean, it, I know you. I know you're busy all the time. I know you have a boys' job uh, coaching a team there and, and the girls' team, but uh, just talk about how fast this exploded in Arizona and the importance of having that own rink over in Mesa. Oh, it, it's, it's there. I mean, it, it, you know. We talk about it, you know, it, it, the old, it's an overnight success that they've been working on for 10 years, but that's re the reality. Since, since Lindsay retired and got done with the Olympics, she's been on a quest and then she got Matt involved and Matt's been doing his thing and Lindsay's doing her thing. I mean, that's really, but it's laser focused on getting up to speed quickly and it's no different than where we were 15 years ago in boys. And it's, it's funny because I was just, I spent, 15 minutes with Shane Doan and Josh Doan was the, he and Matthew Nyes were the first two boys to ever get in, in, invited to the world junior camp yesterday. So, I mean, they, it's there, the opportunity's here, it's now, and it's, can you seize it? Because as I said to you, when we were messaging today, this is two within the next year or two, I expect to have 10 or 12 of these girls at national camp. So it's, this is just the beginning. And ultimately they push each other to be better they want the opportunity and they're focused. And the other thing I would say to you is both these girls are multi-sport athletes. They're not just solely focused on what they're doing on the ice. They're well-rounded. They do well in school. So it's, it's, it's important to be that as well. I was just going to get to that point. So, Maddie, let's start with you on this one. Tell us what you like to do and what other sports you participate in and how you spend your time away from the rink. Um, yeah, so... 
I, you know, any kid my age spends time on, you know, social media or, you know, TV shows watching and uh, watching movies. Um, I spend a lot of my time reading. I got into reading around, I don't know, when quarantine kind of hit. So I've kind of used that as a way to, you know, kind of cope with electronics. Um, and then I go walking a lot. Honestly, there's a park right outside my house and I spend a great deal of my time, you know, just outside, you know. Um, and uh, schools, I you know, take school pretty seriously. Um, my school is at a harder level. Um, so I spend a lot of time balancing out hockey and school and, uh, hope I do well in both, honestly. Tell, tell them about your background in swimming. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I swam from when I was eight to when I was 10, um, 11 actually. And when I was 10, I placed first at state in 50 breaststroke. And then I was really successful and I ended up just like losing a passion for it. And I've always really liked playing hockey. My brother started while I was in the middle of swim and I kind of sort of gathered that, you know, idea of playing. So my parents said, you know, you're young enough, you can play hockey. So that's where I'm, why I'm here today and what I do. So she went Aww. from, so she went from swimming in the water to now skating on frozen water. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, Steven. You know, I mean, he doesn't miss a beat, guys. He actually follows along and knows exactly what's going on. <laughs> I give him a bad time back and forth. Okay, so so Maddie, one more thing with you. I want you to give us a, a, a little bit of, um, uh, how should I say this, a recap of your Kachina's coaching staff because you guys have some of the best coaches out there. Uh, you got one listening right now, but um, <laughs> go ahead and tell us. Uh, how good they are. Don't don't beat their heads up too high because otherwise it's going to be hard to bring them back down. But but tell us a little bit about uh, how good they are. Yeah, so um, when I first, the first year Kachinas were an organization, um, I was trying out for the development or the house program. And Matt Schott, who is my coach for two years now, um, he came up to me and said, you know, you're at an elite level, like you can play travel. So I got to give him credit for kind of getting me into this rhythm. And um, last year, I had a couple defensive coaches um, really help me to progress where I am because I've been playing defense for this one season. And, you know, I got so far as I did because of them. So I got to give them a lot of credit. And I'm really looking forward to Brendan's coaching this season because I really enjoy the way he coaches, you know. So. Okay. So, so Davey, tell us your story about that. Tell us about your coaches and You've already played for Brendan for a little while, but I know you guys have some fun road trips because I see the stuff that gets posted on your website and on social media, but what's it like to travel? Traveling with the team is really fun. Um, we're not at team travel yet, so parents still come, but um, we have like a set itinerary and, and like Brendan always tells us that it's a business trip and that we come to win and we're expecting to win. Um, and so every all the girls take everything pretty seriously. Um, there's a strict itinerary that we follow, but, uh, it's also really fun. There's, I mean, we have team dinners and we have team bonding exercises and a lot of things that we do as a team. And it helps to build our chemistry off the ice, which I think helps to translate onto the ice. Um, and as far as coaching goes, I've been coached by both Brendan and Matt. Um, Matt was actually the person who hel helped me make the decision, de decision to join the Kachinas. Um, I'd, had been playing with a boys team up in Flagstaff for a while. Um, and Matt kind of told me that it wasn't, if I wanted to take it to another level and to go play in college, that it wasn't really going to be possible playing on a boys team because 
I mean, when you're traveling with boys, you don't really get scouted by um, the people you needed to be scouted by. Um, so Matt was the one who helped me um, decide to join the Kachinas, and I had a good year with him. I The first year I played for them, I only played tournaments, um, but I really enjoyed his coaching. Um, and then last year I played for Brendan, and that was a really fun year. We came a really long way from the start to the finish of the year. Um, and honestly, I w- all of the girls were very intimidated by him at first, um, and everyone was scared. I mean, but by the end of the year, I think everyone warmed up to him, and we had a really fun and successful season. Well, let me tell you two things that I think I can I can say about Brendan Shaw. Um, number one, I think he brings the boys' game plan to the girls, and, and he doesn't look at you guys any differently, uh, which makes you better. Uh, and let me also tell you, um, does he ever take that UMass shirt or sweatshirt off, or is he talking UMass hockey to you guys all the time? Um, honestly, <laughs> I haven't really heard a ton of that, but what? I know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. Okay, I, I want to hear uh, your story about uh, uh, the other sports that you're playing because I know you're pretty su- successful in something else too. So tell us a little bit about your uh, your off hockey stuff. Yeah, so aside from hockey, um, I play uh, travel soccer and it's also based in Phoenix. So I spend a lot of my time that's not on the ice on the soccer fields um, down in Phoenix, which is it's two extremes, heat and very cold weather. But um, it definitely helps with my conditioning for hockey and it helps to keep me in, uh, in shape on the off season of hockey. So good stuff. Uh, Steven, you got another one for Brendan? Yeah. So Brendan, let me, uh, ask you this then. Um, when, when you're, when you're at this level of, of hockey for, for the girls side of things and for just in general, it, winning obviously is important, but it's also important about the development of them as people and as athletes at this level. Can you talk a little bit about that, how the balance between you know, obviously winning on the ice and, and putting together a good team, but also just working on them uh, developing just as players in, in, in their games? Sure. I mean, I mean, ultimately it comes down to good players make good teams, but before that, good people make good players. And, and that's the environment that we try to create. And, and like Davey said, it's a business trip, you know, we're at a level now where the opportunity is in front of them and we try to create an expectation. And sometimes it's hard as a coach because you're you're trying to accelerate their maturation process, but you're also not trying to take the fun out of it. But there is an expectation that when you represent the Kachinas, which represents the Coyotes, that you represent yourself to understand what is expected, how they're on time, how they're working hard. It, it's it's the delineation of taking a recreational program and making it elite. And, and, and part of the process is that what we've tried to accomplish is really advancing the development to hyperspeed because, you know, we're not a 30, 40, 50 year old program. This is our first, second, third year. I mean, we're just scratching the surface and that's, and that's really where we're trying to get to, but yes, you're spot on trying to develop good people, good citizens, which ultimately turn into good hockey players, which create good teams. So it's that pyramid effect, what we're trying to accomplish, and what Scott said is right. 
I don't treat them like girls. I treat them like hockey players. And that was the biggest thing when I, when I became involved was, you know, was my style going to change? And there was an adapt adaptation process that I kind of had to go through a little bit, but the, they're no different. Once they become acclimated, they understand that we're hyper-focused on their development and they know that myself, and the assistant coaches are focused on getting them where they want to go. They just have to put the work in. Yeah, that's well put. Okay, just a couple minutes left, so uh, I'm going to give each one of the uh, the young ladies a chance to uh, tout themselves and, and give us their thoughts about what it's like to not only be a Kachina, but also to wear the red, white, and blue of your country. I mean, now that you've been selected to a national camp, I mean, it's uh, it's now red, white, and blue too, right? So let's start with Maddie. Tell us about that. Um, how proud are you to be a Kachina, and how proud would you be to put red, white, and blue on? Yeah, um, I really – I think it's amazing because of how, like, how sudden the program has become a big thing. And I think it's really cool that it's only been around for so long, and all these all these other teams that I've seen or all these other girls I've met and, like, talked to, their, their programs have been around for so long. So I think representing the Kachinas in that way is amazing. Uh, yeah. Okay, Davey, your turn. You make the trip from Flagstaff down here to, to practice and play different sports and, and certainly hockey, but um, just give us a quick overview of the Kachinas program, what it means to you, and how important it would be to uh, to represent your country in red, white, and blue. Yeah, it's very it's very exciting to be on the in the Kachinas program. It's a, I think it's a great program, and um, we've had a lot of success throughout all of our age groups. Um, as far as putting on red, white, and blue uh, means to me, that would be – I would be awesome. In fact, one of my main dreams would be to go and actually play for the U.S. women's team. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just I'm really grateful to be a part of the Kachinas because this is definitely going to be a great um, it's definitely a great fit for me. And uh, I think that they're working to do as much as they possibly can to get us as far as we can go. And I'm really I'm really grateful for that. Both great answers. Uh, thank you, girls, for joining us tonight. We sure appreciate it. Best of luck in the future, not only with the Kachinas, but as you work your way up the national ranks. Uh, Brendan, one last thing from you. You got something to tell us about the Kachinas program and, and how people can get involved and, and how they can continue to grow and play the great game of hockey here in the desert southwest. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just want to touch on this. I, I didn't really explain to it. Davey is an elite-level forward who led the Western Girls Hockey League in goals scored last year. And Maddie is an elite-level defender who has a tremendous amount of upside into what she's had going on. So they're a little bit opposite in their experience or their position, but they're both up and coming. And as I said to you, there's a lot more coming behind them. And, and these two are going to be pressed by the others on the team to take their position, but also we want to add more. So it's, it's a competitive environment. It's not like we just have two we have a long list of players coming through the system. So, I mean, that's first and foremost. Uh, if you want to get involved, it's the Arizona Kachinas. We're affiliated with the Coyotes. So if you go to the Coyotes website, you look up the Arizona Kachinas, and it was – I don't know if I told you this, but my, my six-year-old daughter just participated in the first Little Leighton's program. So it was exciting oh, for that's me awesome. that to is be awesome. a part of – you know, the beginning as well as the evolved phases of hockey. So it, it, it's been exciting for me. And as I told you six, eight months ago, I had the good fortune of coaching Matt and Lindsay when they were coming up. And when they asked me <laughs> to be involved, 
I said, absolutely. And I said, you know, it's, it's an exciting moment in time and I, I feel like I can add some value, but I also enjoy being a part of it. So it's, it's a, it's a thrilling opportunity and we're already getting ready, getting ramped up for next year with tournaments in Dallas and Chicago and Detroit. And we're going to play the best of the best and see where we stack up and get these girls on the map quickly. Tell us about that AAA program that's coming too, because I think that's important to let people know how, how good of hockey you guys are going to be playing. Sure. I mean, we're going to play the best of the best and that's, you know, into our third year, moving into AAA, playing the bell tires and Chicago missions of the world. Cause you know, the old adage I always tell people is you, you, you're never going to hit the fastball until you see it. And now we're going to see it to see what we can stack up against and to see, you know, where we need to get to where we're at. We had a, a banner year at double A last year with three teams in the top 20. And we look to move into this new triple A this year, tier one, the following year to really advance our program to a whole new level but it's like i said it's at hyperspeed and we're not looking for the slow boat we're looking for the fast ferry all right that's uh very well said arizona kachina's hockey is definitely on the rise it's going to continue to rise and thank you ladies for joining us thank you brendan for uh for bringing it to my attention and by all means stay in touch with us okay uh, let us know what's going on so we can uh, continue to have you guys on the show and as we get more more and more coming up the system. We uh, we definitely want to continue to support you guys. Thank, Thank you, you very for much. having us. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to yeah. take a quick break. Thank and, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and Steve and I will be right back to wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. 
All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by our friends at Maryville University and the Maryville University Saints Hockey Programs. Scott Strandy here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Stephen Marsh, my co-host, is always joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, we don't have much time, but I, as I always do when we have guests on, you got three of them to recap for us. So your thoughts on uh, what you know and what you heard about the Arizona Kachinas and, and basically girls-slash-women's hockey in the Southwest. Well, I think our guest did a real good job of uh, talking about that, and, and certainly Brendan Shaw, who's involved with all that. It's uh, it's really on the rise. It's growing. It's this this announcement. These two these two w- girls heading to the heading there to the USA development uh, for the ho- women's hockey is certainly a uh, an honor, and and certainly helps with putting the Kachinas out there and and what they re- and what they represent and and. and and I think that's just wonderful. Um, so congrats to them, and and it's just uh, again, it's just exciting to see how how much it's grown here in this area. Um, I, I think just recently um, they had a a camp here that a bunch of girls were participating in for, in hockey here in Las Vegas at City National. They they have a bunch of things throughout the year, even in the summertime when there's not um, necessarily a lot of games in the pro levels, but there's always camps going on in in the summer. Sometimes a better time to do that because there's they're, they're out of school a lot of the times, so especially the younger the younger folks. So, um, so yeah, it's just wonderful and and uh, it's just great to see that even in a place where it gets over 100 degrees in the summer, uh, I like what she said that she goes from being <laughs> playing in soccer on in the summer and then now and, and being on the field and then and then being on the ice in in, in the fall in the winter time you go from being really hot and, and then being really cold back and forth. It's uh, <laughs> well, let quite me a contrast. You. Uh, Davy living in in Flagstaff, that alone, that is a yeah, huge, that was that that's a huge commitment because yeah. anybody that's driven the I seventeen any point uh, understands what it's like to have to go back and forth between Flagstaff and Phoenix. If the if the weather's good and the and the traffic's good and there's no accidents or wildfires or any of that stuff, okay, you can make it in what it's hundred and forty miles. You can do it in a couple hours, a little over two hours, but. If you have any kind of breakdowns or accidents or anything that shut that road down, there is no real alternative to get around it. Sometimes you're just stuck on the I-17. So um, kudos to Davey for doing that. Uh, the other thing that really stuck out to me, uh, uh, Stephen, was the fact that uh, Maddie being a really strong defenseman uh, and making it to the, uh, the the select level at that is is incredible. And uh, Davey being the leading scorer in the West – um, is, is incredible as well. So it's not like they're developing just, uh, you know, people that can put the puck in the net. They're developing all sides of it. I know they have some great goaltenders in that program as well. So congratulations to the Arizona Kachinas on all their success, and I know it's going to continue. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, Lindsey Fry, Matt Schott, Brendan Shaw, go right down the list of everybody that's put in time and uh, blood, sweat, and tears to get that going. Um, the folks over at uh, the Kachinas Arena, the uh, AZ or uh, Arizona Coyotes Community Ice Rink in Mesa. Um, congratulations to them for being able to put a building up that that can support uh, the girls and let them practice and play at normal times, if I can say that with air quotes. Um, in addition, like I said, we're thrilled to uh, to see all their their development. And uh, as Brendan said, it's it's two now, but it's going to be eight to ten uh, very soon. So oh, I uh, I agree with that. I think that's I think that's almost a given. And you mentioned about the the 
the rink there. I think that's just as important too. If you have good facilities that can can do these things, uh, have have these teams and have a home for them. Um, and we've seen what the the UNLV program here with the men's side of things, having a, a, a solid home in City National Arena, what it's done for the, for the ex- expedited growth of, of that program. And, and certainly the, the Kachinas could be the beneficiary of having that facility there and uh, the growth of that program, having a, a good home and a, and a, and a basis to, for them to play to really help get solidify the program and, and get them going. And so that's, that's, a, that's a cool thing too. All right, my shout-out, my final uh, thank yous go, A, to the parents of these girls that, that are driving them and getting them different places. And you heard Brendan talk about that schedule. They're going all over the place. That's not cheap. So uh, uh, congratulations to the parents for their support. And uh, one final shout-out to Matt Schott. I know Matt's recovering from a surgery not long ago. And, if Matt, if you're listening or if you listen to this on the download, we are thinking about you and wish you the best of luck and a speedy and fast recovery so we get you back out on the ice working with these uh, these girls and, and very talented girls. All right, Stephen, take it away. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, big city feel, intimate setting, a first-class education, and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment. Wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Can't See Own Tequila. Ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to can'tseeowntequila.com to get your bottle today. By OxyPal. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. Buy summer skates. Summer's here, and ice is going to need some help. Get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona. Buy M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And buy Behind the Mask. In the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITA SW podcast club hockey Southwest weekly presented by Maryville university and Maryville hockey is a part of the ice time hockey SW.com network. Very well done. My friend, uh, we will say good night with little Roger Klein and the peacemakers, but first we'll thank our guests, uh, Maddie Kristoff and, and Davey. Um, let me get this right here. McKelkey. McKelkey. And, uh, and, yeah. And of course, uh, McKelkey and, uh, of course our, uh, our good friend Brendan Shaw for, for yeah. bringing them on and bringing them to our attention. Good luck, Kachinas. Uh, we will say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everyone.